hello and welcome to another surprising episode of Tell Me Where I'm Going. I'm your host, Crystal Luca. And what makes this episode so surprising? Well, I changed up the intro by saying it was surprising. Curveball. All right, we have a lot to get to. We have a decision about the finale of our story. Just to catch everyone up in case you didn't know, what we're doing here is I write a novel. And yes, it's about the traveling Wilburys back in 1988 on an imagined world tour solving crimes. That was a good guess, imaginary person. And this is what's happening. We did the whole story. There's, you know, the, uh, somebody got kidnapped, and there was like, uh, 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 there was a killer clown. It was probably like a ghost of the of this sunken fairground that was below a stadium, and the Wilburys went all down into the underground world and had all these crazy adventures, and you know, came back up, and the clown is coming after them, and then they they finally outsmarted the thing and and trapped it and and whoa the clown has a mask on and they pull the mask off and and that's where the other part of this whole thing comes from where it's uh, i run out of ideas and i don't know what's happening or where this thing is going hence the title so i asked you all on twitter where this was going and you told me by god did you tell me so what did you tell me? Well, let's go through some of these suggestions about who this clown is. And before I do that, I just I do want to tease a little bit here. Uh, I'm very excited. We have an interview, another process interview about the artistic process to really help everyone out. If you're working on something, if you're trying to create something, this I think this is going to really help. Uh, but it's my interview with the, with the fantastic improviser Chris Bell. So coming up in a little bit, you're going to hear that. But first, let's get to the business. All right. What are your suggestions for who this clown is? Now, the first one we're talking about here is the bus driver. Now, some of you might not remember who the bus driver was. Somebody suggested this, and this is a keen eye popping out for uh, the bus driver. But the bus driver actually never appeared in the narrative itself, but was referenced before by uh, George Harrison, I believe, um, saying that, uh, you know, this bus driver was going to leave no matter what. Like, this guy's on time, on schedule. He leaves and takes his bus out. The second it's time to go, regardless of whether the touring band that he's being hired by is on it or not. So that's, that's a pretty aggressive move if you, if you think about it. So maybe that was the clown. But maybe it was Scooby-Doo. Now, this, is, this would be like a big crossover, uh, you know, uh, the, the Wilbury-verse and the Doo-verse kind of coming together and I could see how that's happening because you know we're, we're the the whole some have said you know that the the Scooby-Doo uh kind of cliches at the end with the with the masked villain is kind of paralleling 
where this story is is happening. Personally, I don't see it, but uh, but that's that's a possibility, right? Scooby Doo. A third possibility would be Dixie. Now, Dixie was the the original inciting incident, the 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 groupie who was kidnapped in the beginning of the story and who everyone was trying to rescue, and. As we found a few episodes ago, uh, back in the the kind of cult lair, she was down there uh, and actually kind of rescued herself, took matters into her own hands, and just kind of ran off uh, amidst chaos. So we don't know where she is. Maybe maybe it could have been Dixie, right? Uh, she was a kind of who knows where where she was going. Maybe she decided to uh, give people a little scare as the clown. Now all of these are intriguing, and you know really um interesting possibilities glimpses into other possible universes of what might have happened yet your decision is clear who the clown is unveiled to be is none other than bob dylan's mom now i honestly don't know anything about Bob Dylan's mom, which is a problem because I have to write this into the story. I have to make make it all, not just put her in, right? It has to make sense. And not only does it have to make sense, it has to make sense for the whole story as it's happened. I have to justify this whole caper being perpetrated by one of the uh, the mother of one of the protagonists you guys are really holding my feet to the flame here I, I, how am i gonna do this what i'm getting so steamed up about this but I'm, my voice is getting high oh man who is bob dylan's mom i i've never thought about his parents at all I have to look her up. What would her motive be? What what ties this all together? I'm asking these because I'm gonna have to answer these in the next week. I'm gonna have to figure this all out. How? What? Bleh. So he really laid down a, a a gambit. I almost said it laid down a queen's gambit, but that doesn't a that doesn't make any sense. It's just like a random pop culture reference that just uh, zipped into my head, and I should have not said it. But guess what? I did. I said it. So that's my challenge. That's my gauntlet. You've, you've given me this, and I'm going to, boy, am I going to have to figure this one out. And we're all going to figure out uh, what, what any of this means. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll tune in. Tune in next week for the stunning conclusion to this narrative. And, and I do mean stunning, because I'm going to be stunned. I'm already stunned. I don't know what's happening. All right, but that's that's exciting, and that's going to be happening. But right now, sit back and relax, and have a listen with me to my incredible interview with the one, the only, Chris Bell. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I have a very, very special guest with me today, the one and only Chris Bell. 
and we're going to talk about art and process and the process of art and the art of process. And I'm so excited to, to kind of get into the weeds. Before we do that, Chris, what kind of art do you do? I do all the arts, all the arts, all the arts. No, no. Uh, I, you know, I would like to think I did all the arts, but I, I think my, my main art, my main focus is improvisation, mm. theater, improvisation, theater, and, improvisation, um, yeah, and also musical theater, improvisation, which is beautiful. So when you're saying, okay, those are your main focuses, but you want to do all the arts seems like you did other arts as well. Was there any arts that you missed um, going through that list? I would probably say I definitely missed the visual arts. Mm. Um, the art of glass blowing is, you know, I just... Right. You know, yeah. it's just kind of art. Furniture making, I would love to furniture. do some, some furniture making. That's... that's um, <laughs> that's apparently possible in new york but you know yeah but uh, i guess there's there's upholstery uh venue so those are the arts that you that that you haven't done but that you want to do missed, you want to that are on the list though you know right you want to make like a chair with like a a, a glass or glass blown, on top of it you yeah. know back uh oh, wow. maybe you know uh you know just the, the the possibilities are endless what can i say yeah they really are i mean you're really giving me a, like a visual there almost like a cinderella vibe of like creating the, this glass chair instead of a glass slipper i don't know why i exactly. went to exactly really no it's no it's exactly related because um after i blow the you know the the chair after i've yeah. glass blown the chair uh i i do plan on marrying the person who fits perfectly wow. within within the seat so that oh this that oh this thing. this is opening up a whole new world that is incredible because so you're really saying uh i through your art you are creating something and like this is the butt that i want to be married to yeah you're yeah. creating that whoever sits there that's that's what you want that i mean that's that's, that's the butt that's the butt i want <laughs> you know, I, I've said that a lot and um, mm. have, have gotten nasty looks for it, but I'm glad that you're sticking to it. And that's beautiful. Um, now, when, when you're doing your, 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 your improv and your musical improv, right, that's like a, a whole other uh, uh, art form. And um, when, when we talk about process and how you get into that place, especially, uh, you know, musical improv, that is so specific. There's so many mm. things that have to go right. You've got to be, I'm assuming, in key. you got to come up with lyrics and a melody and all these things, and it's got to make sense with the scene and stuff. Like, how do you even get into that zone to be able to, to focus on something like that? Well, uh, you know, I, it, that's a good question. That's a really good question. And uh, the answer is I have no idea. Somehow <laughs> I'm just able to do it. It is a lot. It's a lot of, uh, you know, balls you're juggling at the same time. You yeah. know, there, I, I read somewhere that um, that they're like the three hardest jobs in the world are like uh, air traffic controller, hmm. uh, opera singer, and what other profession? I forget. But it's because of the of the number of things they have to do and be precise at mm. at the same time, right? right? Well, I I think that if musical improv was a profession, it definitely would be up there. 
with i mean it's maybe it's a profession for some people but honey they ain't trying to pay nobody a lot of money to do it you know what i'm saying yeah well um, i i was actually curious about that when you mentioned musical improv as a profession i got really excited but uh <laughs> you know now now it's my hopes are dashed so that okay we're, we're kind of well, recalibrating. I, well you know you know if you want to get paid like you know uh you know, a hundred bucks a performance or like, yeah. you know, 50 Hey, that's, that's more than I'm making uh, right now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my musical improv pro bono. So maybe that's like, I'm imposing that on other people. So maybe that's the disconnect. <laughs> they don't want to pay me for it, but, yeah. um, well, but maybe there's something to work out there. So, so when, when you're, uh, so is there any like kind of, okay, so th- there's lots of different pieces to, to, to musical improv. And I am focusing on that just because I, I, it seems so impressive to me. Like I, I, I can't sing really. I was in a choir, but when you there's a lot of choirs, uh, you know, a lot of people as a kid, you can kind of blend in. You don't have to be like that good, you know. Uh, especially if you're like in a kind of a crummy regional one, uh, like I managed to get into. So, uh, it's 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 very it's very kind of uh, impressive to me. On top of improv, which is like a whole other you know beast. Um, so like when you're when you're getting into that like do you like like before a show or something do you have to do you do like vocal warm ups do you oh, do yeah. like a, a zip zap zop do you do zip zap zop vocal warm ups is there something yeah, else that that's happens? exactly what it is it's a zip okay. zap zop vocal we actually sing the zip zaps and zops you know Got in it, an arpeggio okay. so it's like really no <laughs> yeah of course yeah yeah we do we definitely do vocal warm-ups we definitely do a lot of game like a lot of vocal games a lot of uh harmonizing games mm. rhyming games a lot of uh you know to prep prep the mind to get it ready you right know, that's to, like for... the, the art push-up kind of exactly thing. exactly yeah. flexing those muscles working it right. working the Working the instrument, as one says, as I rub my throat, the instrument. And, and thank you for, for calling that out. This is an audio medium. So uh, yeah. a lot of amateurs, yeah. they, they rub their throat and they, they, they don't say anything. <laughs> but nobody knows. No. But, you know, I, I like to I like to uh, I like to give that 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 uh, what do you call it? Vocal description that audio uh, 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 audio description. Is that a word? Audio? Yeah. No. It is now. If it, it is isn't now. already. Yeah. It is now, and you're all welcome. Yes. Audio. Audio. Um, I I am a I am a Shakespeare of the podcast. I'm creating words. <laughs> I, I I think that's exactly uh, your right as a musical improviser. It's all in your wheelhouse there. And and it's all I'll in be the honest with you. Contract too. It's all in the contract. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm gonna to uh, name my first daughter Audio now. Um, oh, I think it's. Audio. Yeah. It, it's kind of beautiful. I I approve that naming. Okay, good. Well, I I, I, I apologize for not asking your approval beforehand. Well, you didn't have uh, to ask. It has been granted. Good. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much, Chris. Um, yeah. so um, when 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 you're doing um, you, okay, so you've done your vocal warm ups. You're you're on stage. You're doing that thing. Um, is there anything that you have to do to keep up your chops in between? performances is there something that you do like every day to kind of keep yourself in tip-top shape um i i I think uh i think one thing that i do every day whether it helps or hurts i don't know is i'm always like humming or singing something you know what i Mm. mean like 
you're always constantly always constantly musical so yeah. uh does that help maybe yeah uh, does it hurt probably not uh, well at but... least it keeps your interest right like if you're not excited about music it's probably musical improv isn't for you so the fact uh, yeah. that you're humming seems <laughs> to make sense. Is it is it like just what you're hearing on the radio or like to... well, who listens to the radio anymore? Is that a thing? That's true. That that really dated what me. What is a radio? Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> I'm super young. I have no clue what a radio is. Um, it's like super young and attractive. Please sit in my glass chair. I need a husband. <laughs> I need a husband. Anyways, uh, what were we talking about before? Well, uh, <laughs> the radio. I, uh, yes. yes, the, the radio. I, it, it sent us off on a dark path. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I sadly hardly um, ever listen to music, which is weird to say. Mm, that is um, weird. Though I, I have lately been listening to a lot of um a lot of spotify just like random stuff you know what mm -hmm. i mean like uh like i think my roommate's girlfriend introduced me to uh this french rapper called uh uh still fresh who i'm listening to a lot okay, and cool. uh and uh someone else interest introduced me to these two girls i forget their names chloe and somebody i don't know but you know that stuff yeah. get and then and then it's Spotify goes on its own, you know, algorithmic rabbit hole, which yep. which which you find new stuff and then it just kind of sticks with you and you just go. I I personally go back and like save some of the songs and listen to them over and over and over and over again. You want to dig deep. You're getting specific. I Once you deep. find something, you're like, okay, I gotta. I love this harmony. Minute. Yeah. I love this rhythm. How can I get it? I want to learn it. I want to learn it. You know. So really, when I you do. said when you said you didn't listen to music, it sounds like you are listening to music. You're listening to a lot of French hip hop, and or <laughs> just this one artist, maybe this one song by this French uh, rapper. Um, but uh, is that generally like the kind of music you like, uh, uh, in terms like French, <laughs> or uh, or is yeah, it, are you yeah. eclectic? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Strictly French music, okay. nothing else. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't. If you put an English artist in front of me, I will flip out. So, <laughs> I can see you're you're already mad. Yeah. I'm way I'm waving my finger as I say this and shaking. Thank you. Violently. Pro move. Pro move. Um, nah nah nah. I I I my music taste is super eclectic. Like I will listen yeah. to. Almost anything except for popular music. Somehow I'm like really mm. adverse to popular music, but I always like find, you know, you always find popular. I always find popular music like 10 years after it happened. And I'm like, oh yeah, who is this? Oh my God. It's so amazing. And people are like, that's Michael Jackson. Like he's yeah. been around or he, you know, his music's uh -oh. been around for decades. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. That's I... an exaggeration, but. But I completely it's, it's relate to that. True. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like, I mean, I think there's a couple things working there because uh, I think part, for me at least, when I listen to something, just the fact that it's new enrages me. I'm like, what is this? It must be wrong. I haven't yeah. heard this before. Yeah. I hate it. 
Um, and, and why does it sound like everything else? And so right. And then I end up not listening to, to pop. Exactly. Music but then 10 years later, nothing sounds like that anymore. So you're like, whoa, what is this? And then all the other things that kind of sounded like it, they, you know, that weren't as good. Nobody listens to them anymore. So That's you can so kind of just say, oh, yeah, this whatever this band was, I can I can dig into that. But, oh god and then there are those pop stars that you know you you don't want to like at all mm. but the music is just too good and you you guilty pleasures like, guilty yeah. guiltily being like but you know what i i i'm okay one of those people for me was britney spears mm-hmm. i hated her when i first saw her then she came yep. out with like um toxic or slave for you whichever one came first and i was like i don't like you but this is my jam yeah that's my jam yeah you know that was i mean that first britney spears record was everywhere you know everywhere everywhere it was like and and with big pop stars at least in the 90s they would just play them to death and so even if you liked the song you'd hate it eventually uh but you're right Toxic is undeniable. <laughs> like I mean, it's... it's so good. It's so good. Toxic, it's... Slave for You, it's just so good. It's so well-produced. That beat mm-hmm. is insane. Like, yep. you're just like, all right, all right. And now, I don't care. I am a Britney Spears fan for the most part. You know what? I I think I gotta go back and and dig into it. I've I've ju- I just know kind of the hits, you know, just the the skim in the surface, you know. Yeah, well, um, you know, I mean, gotta get into it. There's some good stuff there. There's some good stuff there. Also, Beyonce for no, actually, I can't even I can't even lie with Beyonce. Beyonce came out with that first song. You know, you remember that first solo song? I've, I I guess I've always loved Beyonce. What can yeah, I say? Yeah, sure. I I, whoo. Yeah, I mean, you know. As I grab my heart and give a deep breath, honey, that music, though. Yeah, I mean, hot hot take, Beyonce is good. Uh, You know, it's... (laughs) If you guys haven't heard of it, I want you to go out to your nearest record store. (laughs) That's right. Turn on your radio. Put on on your gramophone. Um, That's right. It's uh yeah well but but that's but that's a fascinating uh uh topic there on guilty pleasure because it, it, that whole thing on its on the surface is kind of insane like you're guilty about enjoying something yeah you know it's it is it is kind of weird not and we all do it though you know like oh boy yeah. where, do do I really need to be listening to this Green Day song right now yeah you know yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I mean I guess there are some guilty ple- uh, some pleasures that you should feel a little guilty about like sure you know, okay well maybe what's if that? you're like during heroin like maybe mm-hmm. you want to feel a little guilty about no I mean no judgment but like sure well that's um, that does judging. make sense but <laughs> no sure judgment, no, no but judgment I'm but judging. I'm judging you right <laughs> well because because heroin you know you, you and I'm speaking from deep experience but like yes, you yes. it it just gives you pleasure out of the box like that's the whole that's the magic of heroin right like uh, i think right yeah uh, it just it does the thing but at the same just, time you know if you stick with it you know you're you're gonna have a bad time i'm told yeah um, yeah i i've heard yeah uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's uh yeah i Wait, yeah it, kinda... it was it, it doesn't seem like a the kind of place you want to end up yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah. Let's just yeah. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. say that. 
Let's yeah. say that. Yeah. So uh, feel a little guilty, I guess, is the, <laughs> the motiv- motivation around that. If you're out but, there listening in Radio Land and you're doing heroin, don't feel great about it. Don't um, feel great about it. But also, if you're in control, then maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Question mark. Right. Um, and you can know, you I, really be in control? I you know, That's the thing, too. I don't know. I've no, I'm not... I'm not talking from experience, so maybe yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Can I say that? Maybe you, you yeah. have to bleep that. Oh, okay. No, you're fine. Um, this um, is, it's, I think that's exactly right. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what uh, what someone else's experience is? But uh, probably not where you want to end up. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're all on a guilty, a guilty pleasure I can talk about though is listening to music that I feel like I shouldn't be listening to. <laughs> right. And that, and that, is that, um, do you have an element of, uh, of snobbery? Do you feel like, oh, this is oh, not. A, oh, of course. I'm a yeah. huge snob when it comes to this sort of thing. And, and, and like for no good reason, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm like the best musician ever or like I'm some definitive like musical person. I'm just super snobby about it. Dude, uh, if you're passing someone on the street and you are you hear their music, maybe they got their window open in their car or like, you know, some coffee shop is playing something and you hear something that you don't like, you don't, it doesn't vibe with you. Are, are you, are you kind of saying, uh, I don't, apt, I don't like I'm them. I'm apt to throw something. I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm really okay. apt to. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So <laughs> you know what drives me insane is house music. Hmm. For the most part, I feel like all house music sounds the same. And I want somebody to prove me wrong. And to be fair, a couple of friends have have shared with me some like really good like electronic house music. But for the most part as a whole, I'm like, how can you listen to it? It all sounds the same. It all sounds like one long track. That's the same. Yeah. Well, I I think um, there you're breaking down like is this designed to be listened to out on its own or is this supposed to be for the club? Is this just to dance to? I mean, even if I'm at the club, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of dancing to the same beat for six hours. Like mix it up a little bit. That's true. You know what? And that's right. And, and everything is a little samey, you know, it's it's always that like kind of that club beat that you hear outside from with the bass that, that it's like the, the city. It doesn't matter what song is playing. You can hear the same bass line throughout the entire track. Same bass line. Mix it up. Yeah. Beyonce yeah. mixes it up. You That's can mix true. it up. You know what? I guess not everybody's Beyonce. I not everyone is Beyonce, that. but I, I don't too. think you need to be Beyonce, to your point. You don't need to be Beyonce to have a different bass line. I, you don't I'm, need I'm not a big musician, but, you know, I, I feel that's just One my sense. One thing I do know is yeah. that you can change the beat. Yeah, that's right. Just change it up a little bit. Just a yeah. little bit. This is, this is uh, as double Chris's, this is our uh, kind of message to the world. Change it up just a little bit. Just a little bit every time. I mean, you can go back maybe sometimes, but like 12 songs in a row that sound the same, yeah. I'm not impressed. And if you're not impressed, will you just walk out of the club? Will you get off the and dance floor? And I'll throw something. That's that's the kind of energy I'm looking for, and that's the kind of energy Chris Bell brings. And this is what's so exciting about this kind of 
process happening right here. This is the yeah. artistic process yeah. happening right now. Right. So when you when you say to me, what do I do in between scenes? I yeah. throw things. I, you th- it's probably right. just me throwing things, preparing to you know get on stage and possibly change <laughs> it up. You know. Yeah. So you'll throw different things. You know, maybe yeah, a mug things. one time. You know. Yeah. Then, uh, maybe a chair. Sure. Maybe some shade. Ooh, uh, yeah. sure. I, I, I'm good. Yeah, and and you're throwing that glass chair. It's like, well, this wasn't good enough. Smash. That's, well, that, that's going to be a very, very satisfying clash. Well, I, that it depends. Have yeah. I found my Prince Charming? Mm. Then maybe, you know, maybe then afterwards I I throw the chair. But like, right. I mean, well, did Cinderella ever throw the glass slippers? You know what I mean? No, like, she didn't. She she doesn't have the same anger problems that I think I'm identifying uh, in both you and I. <laughs> that, that I. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Cinderella was like famously even keel, even despite yeah. uh, a lot of so a lot of other things. That, I don't I don't relate. <laughs> That was the moral. That yeah. was the moral of Cinderella. Yeah, don't it's uh, d- don't get pissed. Um, Those was... who walk in glass shoes shouldn't mm-hmm. throw them. Now I get it. Now Ooh, I get it. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is, this is huge because <laughs> because th- this is actually really changing my behavior. I've been throwing my glass shoes. I. No. I really got to tamp that down. Well, I mean, you know, uh, they have a live action Cinderella now, right? Well, wasn't there one with Brandy years ago? That's the one I'm familiar oh, with, the live yeah, action. Yeah, that one with Brandy, though. That yeah, one. and and Whitney Houston. Uh, Whitney that was Houston. that's the only one I'm aware of. Impossible. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I but I guess it. they they have a new Disney one. I'm guessing they they, well, they remade know. it or something. I don't know. That that is the definitive. Yeah. Cinderella, though that one. That's right. Uh, Victor, 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 what's that guy's name? Victor something, Hugo? Victor. Yeah, Victor Hugo is somebody, yeah. Yeah, I don't Victor know who Hugo we're ta- is yeah. somebody. Yes. And maybe he was in Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> As the king's dad. Who is that guy? Oh. Um... I, ha- I have Google right here to my left. But I'm not gonna look it up. No, we have to figure this out. We're gonna have to figure it out, and Victor I don't Garber. think That's Victor Garber. Victor Garber. Yes, Victor Hugo was sure. a writer from the Renaissance era, somewhere <laughs> yes. in there. <laughs> he may have been in this version of Cinderella. Yeah. But I have to go back and watch. It. Right. Yeah. There. Uh, he he really knows what a radio is. That guy. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing I do know: musical yeah. improv. What I. One thing I don't know, 19th century writing yes. <laughs> and the authors who do it. That's, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> of course, I, I... Victor Hugo is like, from, wait, no, I said 19th century, but you said Renaissance, and that's not. The well, I don't think I'm One correct on I that. One thing I don't know is history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, and I, I, I'm like half remembering uh, 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 the romance class I took in college. Uh, and so I don't, I don't think, and I only half remembered it then. So it's only a quarter. Anyway, it's, I've lost it's very all credibility now. Like no, yeah. nobody is listening to anything I say anymore after <laughs> that, that complete display of not knowing anything about anything. Well, you know what? I think we can all take comfort because I'm going on record to say right now, not a single listener knows who Victor, Victor Hugo is and, uh, no tweet knows. at me. <laughs> tweet at him yeah. if you do 
Yeah, okay. give me the whole backstory. With, without Googling it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, honor, a code of honor, scout's honor, no Googling. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, this has anyway. been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I feel like I've learned so much about your process and about music <laughs> and about everything. I Have you? <laughs> I have. And, and part of that is because, as we found out, I know very little. But I... <gasps> I feel like I really have I have come to an understanding, and uh, I feel like I have some tools in my tool belt. I mean, I'm gonna be throwing not shoes, but other things. I mean, this is really shifting my whole perspective. Well, you know, from one person who knows very little to another who also knows very little, I yes. want to say to you, you are welcome for the knowledge I did or did not. <laughs> impose upon you well that i couldn't couldn't have said it better myself uh <laughs> beautifully done um and uh before we wrap up here chris um what can you tell people about yourself where can they find you online or what do you have going on in your life uh sure uh yeah so uh you can find my glass chair at mm. the following address no um i oh you know i I um, sit in on the virtual Armando Diaz experience every mm. Saturday at 7.30. Go to magnettheater.com. Beautiful. Otherwise, honey, I don't got anything else going on in my life. I'm boring. <laughs> well, I, I'm into it. Everyone, get your butts ready. You're going to have to uh, sit in uh, Chris's glass chair, and it's going to have an extensive audition process, and it's going to be beautiful. Um Thank you again, Chris Bell, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Wasn't that incredible? I think we all learned a lot. I know I did, and I'm going to say you did as well. So please go check out Chris Bell and, and everything that he's doing. And uh, I don't know why my accent changed at the end of that word, but... He's great. All right. That's about it for me. I want to thank everyone for participating. I want to thank Chris Bell for being on the program. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's start writing. Bob Dylan's mom. Okay, here we go. You've been listening to Tell Me Where I'm Going, a Let's Hear It production. To find out more, visit letshearit.network.